Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Will a petition to the White House be enough to make Uncle Sam cough up what he knows about UFOs? If not, what will? If governments really do know anything, should it be disclosed? Hey there, and welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Ben, and those loaded questions came from my co-host and partner in the paranormal, my dad. Now, before we introduce our guest, it is, of course, contest time. So, uh, last week's question... Uh, oh, yes, our, our last week's question <laughs> was, in what body of water between New Brunswick and Prince Edward Island has a flaming ghost ship been seen? And the winner was Ryan Boyle of Halston, Massachusetts. And the answer was the North Umbridge Strait. Or, or the Northumberland Strait. Right. There was a periodic report of this fl- flaming three-masted sailing vessel in the street well into the 20th century. That's that's odd because uh, you can see the PEI shore, whatever that is. Prince uh, Edward Island. Uh, Prince Edward Island shore. I'm sorry, I can't read your shorthand. <laughs> uh, new, uh, from the New Brunswick shore. So... It's not It's not as if the thing was way out at sea. It's right near the coastline. Uh, several attempts to reach the vessel have been reported to, uh, well, to no avail. There's even at least one poem that, well, we know about that has been written about the phantom ship of the Northumberland Strait. So Mr. Boyle even asked a question about uh, the multiverse and about this phenomenon being connected with it. So, uh, which we addressed in last night's CBS edition of the show. I refer to you, uh, to the podcast show number 281, uh, which will be short, which will shortly be passed as www.behindtheparanormal.com or posted. Uh, podcast, yeah, exactly. Uh, CBS takes, takes usually about, uh, five or six days to get those podcasts up, whereas here on dear old uh, WON 1240, we, uh, seem to get them up within 24 hours, which we appreciate very much. So anyway, keep your eye on BehindTheParanormal.com, and uh, you can uh, hear that open line show that uh, that dealt with that. So this week's question is, uh, well, it's a little different. So in uh, 1883, what Mexican astronomer reported observing 300 unidentified objects crossing the sun? If you can deal with that, call us locally at 401-766-1240. Or from anywhere in the U.S. at 800-449-1240. If I don't announce a winner during the show and you still think you have a shot, drop a line to me at ben at behindtheparanormal.com. So the winner will receive a copy of UFOs and Nukes, Extraordinary Encounters at Nuclear Weapons Sites by Robert Hastings, one of our past guests. Okay, and making his second appearance on Behind the Paranormal this evening is Stephen Bassett, a leading advocate for ending the 64-year government-imposed truth embargo regarding an extraterrestrial presence engaging the human race. Steve is the executive director of the Paradigm Research Group and the Political Action Committee XPPAC and the executive director of the X-Conference. His work has been extensively covered by international media, and you might have seen major events he organized at the National Press Club and other highly visible venues, such as the uh, UFOs and Nukes Conference uh, earlier early this year, late last year, uh, he'll tell us. But it was um, really very impressive uh, stuff, and Steve was behind a, a lot of this, this very uh, excellent work. Most recently... Steve uh, has uh, organized World Disclosure Day, that was in July, and he has taken the White House up on its offer of an online petition 
uh, White House get, website gets at least 5,000 signatures in 30 days. Staffers there will find somebody in the government who supposedly address the issue officially. Steve's petition is for the U.S. government to disclose what it knows, and the petition can be viewed and signed at http slash slash wh.gov.gkc. We'll give that several times throughout the show. Many other sites deal with Steve's work. Uh, his main site, www.paradigmresearchgroup.com. If you didn't study in school, uh, Paradigm is P-A-R-A-D-I-G-M, paradigmresearchgroup.org. Uh, Okay, and we have also exopoliticsworld.net, factsonwashington.org, and xconference.com. Okay, Steve. Welcome back to Behind the Paranormal. Glad to be back. Okay, good. Sorry about all, a couple of technical glitches tonight. That always happens when we talk about this subject, strangely enough. Ben's going to start us off. Oh, actually, first of all, let me give you our phone numbers uh, this evening. Uh, in case you don't have them, uh, you can call us uh, locally, 401-766-1240 in the local listening area, or uh, 800-449-1240 nationally. So, Ben, take it away. Okay, so, Steve, what exactly do you feel the government has been covering up uh, I'd be happy to answer that, but first, let me uh, clarify two things real quick. Sure. Uh, the press conference regarding UFOs and nukes that was put on, that, that was not an event I was involved in. I attended, but I, I did not. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were involved. Okay. That's right. That was produced by Robert Hastings and uh, oh, right. Robert I sometimes mix you. Maybe it's my age, but I sometimes mix you and Bob Hastings uh, up somewhat because your, your work is no. yeah, <laughs> equally excellent. Gentlemen. Yeah, he's the gentleman with the beard. I'm, I'm not. The ah. other thing is that, that that link that you will be getting out is, in fact, case sensitive. So okay. So it's lowercase wh dot gov forward slash g and then uppercase kc. Of course, this link is all over my website. Yeah, we have it on our show site, too. Yeah, okay. Well, very good. Thank you for clarifying that, Steve. Okay. Um, the full information and the and acknowledgement of an extraterrestrial presence. Um, uh, and I'm sure a lot more, but um, the, the, the presence of extraterrestrials, non-human intelligence in our world, meaning our airspace, on the ground, living amongst us, I do not know, uh, has been established. It's, it's fact. Uh, this is um, uh, the result of 66 decades of hard work by a whole lot of people uh, around the world. Thousands of books have been written. Evidence has been amassed, sighting reports, radar reports, videos. I mean, it's just on and on. I mean, it's, it's a lot of material. I mean, more than enough, more than enough to prove the case many times over. But the government's policy was that uh, we could, they, they didn't want this out. Well, they didn't want it acknowledged. They, they didn't want it to become a formal part of, uh, I guess you could say, uh, the mainstream world. Uh, and they had national security reasons for this. It was primarily to do with the Cold War, which, of course, at the beginning, they didn't know it was, they assumed it would be hot, right? We just had two world wars. Suddenly, you've got a nuclear power that's totally ideological opposed to the West. And as far as they were concerned, there was going to be a third world war, and it's going to be nuclear. So uh, they, they had serious issues on their hands, and the ET issue was, was, was huge. They, they didn't, I'm sure they didn't know nearly enough about it that they wanted to know, uh, either about the crash vehicles they had, which they were studying, or about the ET's intention. 
so they decided to embargo it, a very difficult thing. It wasn't like keeping some secret. They had to contain the issue in spite of the fact that the phenomena was being seen worldwide. So how do you, how do you virtually contain something in, that's actually in plain sight? It's not easy, but it can be done. Uh, and so the embargo, which involved a number of concepts and processes, cost a lot of money, uh, was preceded and it succeeded by and large. Um, so that even today, theoretically, the truth embargo is still in place. Uh, but certainly through the end of uh, the Cold War, 1991, they were very, very successful in containing this issue. And um, that will be debated for a very long time as to whether they should have gone that long, whether they should have done it in the first place. But U.S. government and its allies uh, embargoed this issue. And what they're embargoing, of course, okay. acknowledgement of this extraterrestrial presence, which is a pretty big deal in my view. Okay, you kind of answered the second question here. So, so why... Is the U.S. always in the driver's seat with this? What do other countries know, in your opinion? Well, the U.S. is in the driver's seat because this phenomenon exploded in early 1947. I mean, that's when it really exploded out into the public domain. I mean, there's some evidence indicating that the U.S. may have known about ETs before the war, before World War II. Well, there's evidence that uh, Germany was going through the same thing, like, before us, so... Uh, simultaneously, Germany may have had a craft they got their hands on, certainly possible, uh, and we're studying it. Uh, so even before World War II, this was in play. But let's, let's, let's just clearly acknowledge it wasn't that difficult back then to, quote, keep that under wraps. All right, it's a very different world prior to World War II. So they, they really didn't have a public, public relations problem. That didn't happen until '47. Uh, now is, um, is it time uh, or long past time for the world to be told this? Now, the other, the other part of your question was this. After the war, the United States was the supreme power in the world. Uh, we were virtually untouched by the war in our homeland. There was not, nothing happened on our homeland. Where the war ravaged a uh, good part of Britain, huge parts of, of uh, Europe, and of course, eastern uh, or Western Russia, and of course, uh, in Pacific. Uh, we had this huge economic power. Uh, we had succeeded in winning the war, and people were extremely grateful. Uh, and then, of course, within a couple of years, it was clear we were facing a nuclear standoff with the Soviet Union, or pending, and no, no nation in the world, other than the United States, was in a position to contain Soviet expansionism. And so, believe me, back then, whatever the U.S. wanted, it got. Uh, we were the big dog on the porch. Easily, and so it shouldn't surprise anybody that if the U.S. went to its allies through its intelligence uh, service, okay. said, "Look, we don't want this out yet. This has got to be contained. We've got too many fans uh, in the uh, oven right now." So they just went along with this, and that's not surprising. I mean, I, I, I would, I, I would have been shocked if they hadn't. But that's changing. In the last ten years, they're breaking ranks. Yeah, let's see. Ben, if I, if I may interject a question here. Go for it. I'm just, <coughs> excuse me. We've had a number of discussions on the show, particularly I'm thinking of Stanton Friedman when he's on, um, talking about the reasons for this embargo. He says not to underestimate, because we think, well, society would collapse, people would, would you know, cultists would uh, go crazy and you know, all this business. But, but Stan says not to underestimate the notion of industrial secrets. 
things that have perhaps been gleaned from alien technology or whatever this is. I mean, do you agree with Stan that one of the reasons for keeping this quiet is industrial uh, uh, prominence somehow or, industri- or te- industrial technology or technology in general? Look, there are many reasons why people in authority, people that are managing this issue, almost certainly within the military intelligence community, deep down, right? They're not, they're not having open meetings. In, in Washington, D.C. There are many reasons why one might, might raise their hand and say, look, we can't disclose yet. We can't do this yet. Uh, that is one possible reason, just one. Um, yeah, if, if ET technology has been maneuvered into some of the commercial world, which Philip Corso, Colonel Philip Corso claims that exactly happened, and he was actually part of that. Right. Um, then... It creates an interesting situation in terms of proprietary rights on some tech, maybe, and, 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 and corporate and, and corporate uh, proprietary rights. Uh, and I, there, there's also uh, you know, the issue of, well, how are we going to develop this technology? I mean, it could create a whole new spectrum of issues to to to, to involve. And all progress does that. I mean, it, there's no. In no time has the human race made any significant progress without having to confront a whole new range of issues. But does the the some commercial aspects or technological proprietary aspects of this phenomena warrant the suppression of the most profound information in history from the entire human race, or at least the acknowledgement of it, the containment of the issue, lies, deception, misinformation, and so forth? No, not at all. Um, the fundamental, uh, I guess you could say, point is that do governments have any right, legislated or otherwise, to misrepresent reality at uh, its most profound level to the people? Did the church, Catholic Church have the right to suppress the nature of the solar system? as being sun-centered and not earth-centered, and try to uh, 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 compel its uh, followers to to uh, go along with its cosmology, whether it was right or wrong. I say no. The Catholic Church says no as well. They recently apologized for that. Uh, and so we have a profoundly overriding, almost matter of natural law here. Hmm. When governments represent reality, Never does anything good come from that, and this is a misrepresentation on a grand scale. And it's quite simply now, after the Cold War is over, that rather extraordinary circumstance, Lord knows, unprecedented, that it's just no longer justified, and it has to stop. Okay. Well, certainly a reasonable answer and a deep question. So what if there's more to it? What if the reality isn't military or industrial technology? Or what if these visitors are hostile? What if they're not space aliens at all? Wouldn't the government have been justified in keeping it secret? Yeah, what if the answers are not what we expected that they would it, be? It, is, it, it will be up to the human race to decide whether the governments were justified or not. And fine. But the, the concept that justification has to be a priori assigned to the government without, without consent without understanding, meaning, you know, it's secret, you won't tell us, but it's justified. How? We don't even know why. So, so in other words, you, you have a situation where the government's operating deep secrecy and the people are out 
investigation of what's going on. And so essentially, uh, a great deal of the of the fate of civilization is in the hands of a select group, very select group of highly classified people operating from a very narrow mindset, uh, who's, who have may have the best interest of the nation at heart, but are hardly even remotely representative of the human race and its interests. It is pretty sobering. That, that, you see, that is not the way you want the civilization to go. And I assure you that when that, that happens and it goes on long enough, the you know the seven million people, billion rather people that aren't part of that cabal, are eventually they're going to show up at the door of the military intelligence community, and by the tens and tens and tens of millions, and they're going to drag that information out uh, along with the people in it. Uh, and 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 it's not going to be particularly pleasant. This this is not the way you run free, open at least democratic societies and and, and ostensibly open societies. And, and it's gone on for sixty three years. Look, the Soviet Union tried to run that kind of society. Uh, they built it up starting in nineteen eighteen. They made one of the most intense ideological states in history. They had almost total control over the press, over information. They told the people anything they want. They lied and lied and lied and lied until the whole thing just collapsed in a heap 73 years later. That's all they got, 73 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, the Nazis tried to play the similar games, and they didn't even last that long. I think they had a run of about you know, 20 years, maybe, top. Um, the 13, 14, yeah. Not it even. doesn't work. We defeated, we, 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 we spent trillions of dollars to oppose the Soviet Union precisely because we claimed that that kind of governance wouldn't work. And in the process of containing them, uh, not surprisingly enough, we started emulating them. And so now we are acting very much like the Soviet Union after having defeated them on the same principle. Yeah. This is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and people know it. And, and that's why trust in government is, is as low as it is. It's down on the very low 20s right now. Which is practically, okay. Well, Steve, tell, uh, us, yeah. tell us about the White House petition. What is the petition for and how many have signed it so far? This is a great opportunity. Um, President Obama campaigned on a number of things, including change and open, transparent government. Uh, during the transition period after the election, for about 77 days, they had a project that they ran on the transition website, change.gov, which still exists. They allowed people to put up issues. Any issue you felt that the administration should should take on once uh, he was in office, and, and boy, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of issues were put up there, and people could vote on them. Right, uh, and obviously the sense was the more votes they got, the more likely the the uh, they might be considered. And there were a good oh two dozen UFO related issues that were put up there. In other words, we showed the flag, uh, we made a statement. It was fun, but it was transition. wasn't in office. Three years later, three years into a very difficult administration, which currently has approval ratings below the level that any president has ever been able to get uh, reelected facing mounting problems on multiple fronts. The White House decides to revisit their open, transparent government uh, campaign issues, and on their White House website, they announced 30 days ahead of time that they would uh, uh, accept petitions from individuals and organizations. Uh, They could be posted on the White House website in the We the People section, and then each petitioner would have to promote that petition with their own resources. Uh, the rules were simple. Uh, and until you were able to get 150 signatures on your own to that petition, it would not be posted. Once you hit 150, it would be posted on the site, along with all the other 
90 days, then they uh, assured that they would review it and there would be a formal response from the appropriate uh, elements within the administration. And so uh, I pre-promoted a, a petition. Uh, and so when they went active on September 22nd, it was one of the very first petitions put up. It is the disclosure petition backed by Paradigm Research Group. And it goes as follows. We, the undersigned, strongly urge the President of the United States to formally acknowledge an extraterrestrial presence engaging the human race and immediately release into the public domain all files, government agencies, and military services relevant to this phenomenon. That's it. It's as unambiguous as you can get. It got 5,000 signatures within four days. <laughs> That's now right. Yeah. 7,000. Yeah. So, okay, we've been assured a formal response from the government. There's another petition similar coming up behind it by a fellow named Craig C. And uh, it's about 3,200, and it'll probably reach 5,000, and that will be another petition that will have to be responded to. But that's not what my fundamental goal is. Uh, my fundamental goal is this. There is a petition on the White House website that is visited by millions of people a month from all over the world. It calls directly for disclosure. It's the first time this issue has ever been put that succinctly in front of the, uh, the sitting president of the United States. It takes about three minutes to sign it. It costs nothing. And under their rules, interestingly enough, anybody in the world can sign it because the zip code uh, uh, field is not, not mandatory. So signatures are coming in from many, many countries. How many people in the world are interested in the subject? Billions. How many people actually believe that ETs are here? Estimates are around two to two and a half billion. How many people in the United States believe ETs are here? About 140 billion, according to the Time Roper poll, CNN poll. That's 140 million. So, goodness. If they knew about this, if they knew about this poll, how many of them would be willing to sign a petition where they're publishing just the first name and the last initial, which I noted with interest, in which you support ending this truth embargo? If a significant number were to turn up, if we were to get up in the high 80,000, maybe even six figures, it would become an international news story. It, and, the, and, the, and the more signatures that go up, the more media it's going to get, and the more media means the more signatures. Mm-hmm. Now, so far, I've been interviewed by the Wall Street Journal, and that article could turn up at any time. There's a, I know there's an article, an extensive article, that's about to appear on the Huffington Post. But that's just the beginning, right? So what we're trying to do, what PRG's entire strategy is this. We're trying to get the link to this petition, the short link, because the, the, the real link is like, I don't know, 200 characters. But this is the short link, wh.gov forward slash G capital KC. Uh, we're trying to get this link viral, right? Virality on the net is a, is a mystery. What suddenly goes viral on the Internet, no one can be sure about, but when it goes viral, you know it. And the best way to understand virality on the Internet is to go to YouTube. If you go to YouTube and you did a search on all videos, just put the letter A in a quick search, and then sort the the millions of um, YouTube videos that uh, are come from forward by by view count, you will learn that the most viewed video on the uh, YouTube is at approximately I think 520 million views. 
That is called mega viral. Now, if you go and put YouTube in the search box, I'm sorry, UFO, forgive me, UFO in the search box, and search UFO videos, you get about 45,000. Sort those by uh, view count, and you will find that the most viewed UFO video, about two minutes, has 36 million views. After that, it's like 16, 13, 12, 10, 9, 8, 7 million, 6 million, 5 million. Wow. All of those have gone viral. All those links have gone viral. There's no way you get multi-million uh, views uh, on a on a video without it being viral. That's right. Steve, I'm yeah. going to interrupt you here because we have to take a commercial break. We'll be right back. We are behind the paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WOON 1240 AM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley and ONWorldwide.com. Our guest, Steve Bassett, and our subject, UFO Disclosure. Stay with us. Hi, this is Christian Tribulko, welcoming you to the new Krakow Express Polka Hour. Every Sunday from noon to one in English and Polish, you'll hear information about local events, interesting people, and a great selection of polkas and traditional favorites. Every Sunday from noon to one, przekażcie wszystkim znajomym i słuchajcie nas każdą niedzielę od 12 do 1. Okay, we've told you about the Amazon Kindle e-reader, a great alternative to expensive printed books, newspapers, and magazines. But now there's the soon-to-be-released Amazon Kindle Fire. With a pre-release price of $199, the Amazon Kindle Fire will give you 18 million movies, TV shows, songs, magazines, and books. In addition, in addition to that, you'll be able to get thousands of popular apps and games at the Amazon App Store. And there's ultra-fast web browsing with Amazon Silk. All that with free cloud storage for all your Amazon content. Ben, what's cloud storage? I have no idea. Okay, well, hopefully <laughs> our listeners do. Anyway, this is a vibrant color touchscreen with extra-wide viewing angle and a fast, powerful dual-core processor. Amazon Prime members will enjoy unlimited instant streaming over 10,000 popular movies and TV shows. Release date for the Amazon Kindle Fire, November 15th, so reserve yours now at www.amazon.com. And you'll still get over 900,000 books, newspapers, and magazines electronically delivered right to your fingertips, as with the regular Kindle, including four of my own books, Footsteps in the Attic, Turning Home, God, Ghosts, and Human Destiny, Faces at the Window, and Under My Historian's Hat, Rhode Island, A Genial History. So check out the Amazon Kindle store at Amazon.com today, and at Staples as well. It's a great gift at any time. So welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. We are speaking to you live from the studios, WON, 1240 AM in the Boston Province area, Winsocket, Rhode Island, and New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. And our guest this evening is Steve Bassett of the Paradigm Research Group. And our subject at the moment, the White House petition for full disclosure about UFO information that the U.S. government may have. Now, Steve... Uh, thank you for explaining so fully about the petition. Um, it certainly should be clear to everyone and also how to go and sign it. But uh, there is, um, I guess, part of our job here not to rain on the parade, but to express some of the fine print that might be involved. Let me quote from the White House site. If a petition, this is a quote, of course, if a petition gets enough support, White House staff will review it, ensure it's sent to the appropriate policy experts, and issue an official response. They say... Uh, that uh, that's unquote. They say that 5,000 signatures is enough to kick them into action, but if you read the fine print, they seem to give themselves enough leeway to slither out of the commitment. 
Uh, right now, this is another quote, the threshold for a petition is 5,000 petition signatures in 30 days. As you say, uh, the, the, the uh, petition for disclosure went way beyond that. If a large number of petitions are reaching that threshold, it may increase so that the workload is manageable and so that we can respond in a timely fashion. Now, again, we used to call that double talk. So, I mean, my question is, do you really expect results from anybody in the government, the same government that, that, that's been embargoing this information, as you have, have so uh, uh, eloquently described it, for so long? I mean, isn't it, isn't it the fox guarding the henhouse? Well, first of all, the number of petitions pouring in is not, not huge. It's, it's sitting at 125 right now. So I don't think you're going to be swamped with petitions. That's what it looks like at this point. So it's certainly going to increase. Secondly, pretty confident that whatever number they increase it to will make that number. Uh, but ultimately, again, it's not the response that, that is on my mind. That is not the real focus of this effort. The real focus of this effort is to put as many signatures behind that petition as possible. Remember, that petition can be those petitions can be viewed by anybody. You don't have to register. I mean, you have to register if you're going to vote for any of them. Now, millions of people visit the White House uh, website every every uh, every month from all over the world, and so you've got all these people coming to that site that are going to look at and, and, and the link to the petitions is right there on the top page, mm-hmm. right there. You talk about you talk of you know. Let me tell you, if, if, if this is a business we we're selling something, and we had a website with a direct link to the product like that, and they were getting the kind of hit the White House does. We'd probably be pulling in tens of millions of dollars a week. The point is, is that is that this petition is going to be seen, if not voted on, by a huge number of people. Also, uh, it, it just 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 because it's a petition to the White House doesn't mean that other people in the government won't learn about it or won't see it or read it. You know, you know as far as I know, everybody working in the military intelligence community got computers and they got access to the internet. And so if they learn about this, they can go read it. They can see the numbers. They can see the signature count. And so we're not just sending a request to the White House for a response. We're sending a message to the entire government, particularly the military intelligence community, that the real issue always has been, and we're now bringing it right to your door. So there's a huge opportunity, not to mention the press is going to watch all this. There's already been a lot of articles about the petition uh, initiative by the White House. Uh, There are going to be more. And so the press is seeing this, and that's why I got the call from the Wall Street Journal. And so if we can get this this link viral, uh, like like the links on those YouTube videos I mentioned, I mean, if 9 million people are willing to go see a YouTube video of, of a really nice one, I've seen many, that they're actually a hoax, I mean, they're hoax videos. Uh, but they didn't go there because they were a hoax. They went there because, you know, they love, they're interested in the subject and they think maybe it's real. I want to see if it's real. Mm-hmm. Now, nine million people are willing to go spend two, three minutes and watch a video. Could a couple million go to the White House and register and sign a petition? And if they did, do you have any idea the impact that would have? In other words, how many people in this country are tired of having this withheld? How many people want to know the truth about this extraterrestrial presence? Yeah, I mean, we're do, two of them right here. You know, we'd like to know. Yeah, if they do, then they ought to be signing that petition. If they don't think ETs are here, there's no reason that they would ever sign that petition. Okay, so, well, there's another crazy. reason they might not sign it. Okay, well, uh, not, not to interrupt, but again, a little bit of the fine print, and I don't want to belabor this, but there was a, 
when this site was revamped by the administration and it was announced, among other things, that they were going to be doing these petition uh, possibilities, uh, allowing people to, p- to post these petitions, there was a, whether it was a rumor or whatever that got around that, of course, you, you have to have an account in order to sign the petition, unless I'm wrong. Yeah. You have to give a certain amount of personal information, not a lot, but some. And a lot of people will spook at that in these paranoid times, and you can't necessarily blame them. There was a rumor that the White House was going to keep this information and to do whatever with it, and that that's going to spook people. So um, I, do you think that that would be a deterrent for a lot of people? You might have two or three times the signatures you have now. capturing your email address, no question about it, and you're never going to keep it, uh, but you know, most, most people's email address is public anyway, and if, they, and if the government wants your email address, they can get it in a heartbeat. Sure. I would say uh, the percentage of people that are you know, sufficiently distrustful of their government that they couldn't even sign a petition is probably less than 20%. Hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, if we're at the point where 85% of the people are so frightened of the government, they wouldn't even sign a petition and give up the email then, of course, it's over. The American experiment's done. Let's just pack up. Let's move out of here. Somebody turn out the light. We'll look somewhere else. <laughs> this country's finished. And hopefully we're not we'll get to that point yet, I hope. Right. And yeah. again, remember, the number of people that poll that they believe this issue is real is 150 million in the U.S. alone. Mm-hmm. Right? So, Half the so, country. So let, me, let me be clear. If enough people learn about this link, right now, 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 there's a lot of ways to get this link. You can go to disclosurepetition.info which is the info page. We've got that link right there. Boy, you can see it, right? Uh, you can, if you just, if you just Google disclosure petition, a whole bunch of stuff comes up. It's going to show you that link. If you go to paradigmresearchgroup.org, you got the link. Mm-hmm. You can also search it up on YouTube because there's already five YouTube videos about the disclosure petition. What's going on is Paradigm Research is using Facebook, Twitter, uh, MySpace. It's using YouTube. It's put out two international press releases. And of course, it's been posting heavily bulletin boards and what have you, uh, to get to try to reach a critical mass when that link starts swapping exponentially. Right? And the link of course is wh.gov forward slash C capital K capital C. Uh, but of course someone can just go to the White House website, go to We the People, and register right then, find a petition and sign it. So I guess you could say the link is whitehouse.gov. Yeah. Go find a petition. So is, is it hard to find? Hell no. But obviously nobody can go there unless they actually know there is a petition process. Now, this thing launched on September the 22nd. It's only been out for approximately 10 days, all right? We're early. Yeah. Uh, but we're, we're moving as fast as we can. The, the administration has handed the people an extraordinary opportunity to voice their concerns. Now, the people that want marijuana legalized, who are pretty serious about it, have so far put about, 80-some thousand signatures up there. So we know that there's people paying attention, at least to the level of 80,000 signatures, to the marijuana issue, legalized marijuana. Okay? Can we not at least have 80,000 people wanting to know the truth about that universe? That they want to end a 64-year-old truth embargo that's completely tying up the government and twisting reality for 7 billion people? We would think. much ask. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is we need people to sign the petition, but more importantly, we need them to share the link. Share that link. Mm-hmm. Facebook, MySpace, Twitter. Uh, create a YouTube video. Put it up, right? Promote that. Get that link moving around the Internet internationally 
because anybody can sign. So we're really dealing with the potential signature base of 7 billion people, right? Mm-hmm. Surely there's at least a million that would like to see the truth of this come out, starting perhaps with the United States. I mean, I, I realize this sounds crazy, maybe it sounds naive, but it doesn't cost anything. It takes three minutes, and they're going to record every signature that comes in. And so what, you know, what? What more does someone need? Well, so regardless of the outcome, you're making a point in a way in which it's never been made before, in a venue in which it's never been made. And the media is going to notice this. As those numbers climb, the media is going to notice this. I got a call from the Wall Street Journal for crying out loud. And that's when it was only 4,000. Now it's 7,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, very you good. Know, well, this, 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 yeah. Okay. No, Ben's got some more questions. Yeah, so uh, tell us about the Paradigm Group. Paradigm Research Group? Mm, yes. Well, it's, it's, a, you know, it's an advocacy group, and it's been 16 years now, and it has one goal, and, and that is to resolve. It's a political advocacy group, and it, its goal is to resolve the ZOFOET issue, finally, through political means, not through scientific means. Science has been done. More science will be done. The reason that we are not openly discussing extraterrestrial on every television network in the world. The reason this subject is not formally taught in every university and college in the world is that a group of industrialized nations, along with Soviet Union, Russia, and, and uh, People's Republic of China, which have their own, had their own reasons and have their own reasons for why they're not quite ready to disclose this, uh, is because this has been formally embargoed meaning you can't handle this truth yet, and maybe we think you don't have a right to know this truth. And while this embargo has been going on, by the way, there has been an enormous amount of abuse of power, abuse of secrecy, the squandering of trillions of dollars, and just really bad governing policy. Right. So at the same time they're saying you can't handle the truth, they're screwing up the lives of huge numbers of people. Between 1947 in Roswell and 1991, the United States and the Soviet Union built over 100,000 nuclear weapons. Over 2,000 were blown up in the atmosphere and under the ground. We've had dozens of wars and proxy wars. There's been genocide. We've had economic boondoggles and collapse, right? The European mm-hmm. Union is on the edge. I mean, you know, there's been a ton of bad government since 1947. I mean, we could have a paradise on Earth right now in government, you know, actually operate in the interest of the people. And these same governments are saying, but you can't handle the truth. Let me make a point. It's the government that can't handle the truth, <laughs> right? Because handling the truth means telling it, and they can't tell it. And if you can't tell it, you can't handle it. And so it's all propaganda. That business about the economic collapse, if we tell the truth about the ETs, the religious collapse, pure propaganda. There is no evidence Mm. that that would happen in the modern world. This isn't the 1600s. This isn't 1200. We are not the Incans or the Mayans, right? We're not the Native Americans. This is quite different. And so that is all nonsense put forward in the interest of the truth embargo itself. And so the question is, it's not a matter whether we have a right to know question is, are we going to demand the right to know? It's not about whether we can handle the truth. It's about whether the government can handle the truth. And so if you are in favor of open government, if you're in favor of knowing the truth about your reality, you need to go to the whitehouse.gov site, and you need to sign the disclosure petition, and you need to share that link with 100 of your closest friends. 
Okay, why don't you give the link again? Again, it's wh.gov forward slash G capital KC, but the real easy way is to go to disclosurepetition.info or paradigmresearchgroup.org, right? Mm-hmm. Find that short link and go. Or just go to whitehouse.gov, whitehouse.gov, click on We the People, go into the petition, find it, register, right? They'll send you a password back, and you use the password to sign in. And then once you sign in, you can find all the petitions you want. I mean, there's about 120 to choose from. Okay. And Ben's got another question. So what if the White House doesn't know anything? And it's a completely different branch of the government because the government doesn't know it like the left from its right. Like it, there are so many different branches of government, so many different offices, so many different parts of it. What if they all have no clue what's going on and they can't band together to give you an answer? Well, if I was on the Daily Show next week and John Stewart asked me this question, here's what I would say. I would say, you know, Mr. President, uh, this issue grows and grows and grows. It's hitting the news all the time. Public awareness is is growing. It's 100% on the subject, 50% acknowledge the validity of the ET presence. Maybe it's time that you have some of your people contact the military intelligence community and have a couple of quiet, secret meetings and and get together and reach an understanding and get this done. Whether you know anything or not, you are the commander-in-chief. And I believe the Air Force, the Army, the Navy, Central Intelligence Agency, the National Security Agency are supposed to take your call. Supposedly. So meet with them, work it out, find out what's necessary, and disclose. It's that simple. And vice versa, you know, again, this petition can be read and seen by all. And so I, I'm certainly encouraging members of the national uh, security structures and the military intelligence community, reach out to the White House. You know, that channel's obviously very, very private, very secret, and suggest that uh, he send representatives to meet with them. Either way, uh, it is true that the president alone cannot do this. That would be very unlikely, extremely difficult. It requires an uh, an understanding agreement between the president and the military intelligence management. Um, But obviously, that's what government's supposed to do, reach an understanding and move the country forward. So that's the message we're sending, not just him, but everybody else in government. All right, let's Uh, shift... Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, let, let's shift gears here a little bit because we're coming down to the wire. I didn't mean to interrupt, but go ahead, Ben. All right. So uh, have you yourself ever had a UFO experience? No. Okay. Okay. Well, that was a simple question. All right. right. Uh, moving so on. So what, what convinces you that – well, obviously you've explained very eloquently why you believe that it's real. Um you know, Because of the vast numbers of evidence and this sort of thing. I just I – just, I can't get away from um, – Wondering one thing, though, here's, I suppose, the, the classic UFO question that has been asked for many years. Why did they, and this may, might, might be naive on my part even to ask it, but why did they abduct Betty and Barney Hill in 1962 and then show Betty a star map? Why don't they just land on the White House lawn? Although some may say that in a way they already have. So what say you? It contacted millions of people. The evidence seems to be now mounting for that, the numbers possibly in the millions. Uh, well, whatever they're doing here, it's all work. They're not on vacation. So every every time you see a, you know, a craft, an ET craft, it's on the job, and they're being seen all over the world. So they they have they have agendas here, multiple agendas. There's multiple uh, species, likely from multiple planets and multiple star systems. Uh, only the ETs ultimately know their agenda. Uh, but 
and, and so we're speculating. But one thing we know for a fact, have the extraterrestrials forced the acknowledgement of their presence on the human race? No, they have not. That is a fact. They haven't done that. So that's something we can take, we learn from. There must be a reason why they haven't done that. Maybe, maybe they intend to. Maybe they'll do it tomorrow. On the other hand, have they been completely secretive? Have they been able to conduct their affairs and nobody knows what's going on? Hardly. Right? Obviously, they have. And so the activities that they're doing are sufficiently known that, it, that, that drives this process. I mean, one of the reasons there's all the research, the interest, the media, is because of the phenomenon itself. They're sticking crop circles in English fields every single year, more complicated every year. Gee, if, that, if, if, they're, trying to, if they're trying to hide, that's not very effective. And so it, it, it looks to me as if they're driving a, 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 an awareness process forward that ultimately will lead and has to lead to governments acknowledging to their citizens based upon what the governments know, and the governments know more than we know, uh, that they are they exist. A, what I call self-disclosure with a capital D, self-capital D disclosure. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, wouldn't, well, wouldn't we both agree that it's, it's going to be far less destructive, far more constructive, if the leaders of nations go to their own citizens and inform them that there is an extraterrestrial presence? But what if the answer is not what you expect it to be? What if it's what if it's something completely different? Now, that's what bothers us. I mean, we, we suspect, and our work is in another, I suppose, approaches this subject from another direction. Yeah, we're not saying that there can't be other beings on other planets because that's just naive and stupid to assume that. But of course, continue what you're saying, Dad. Well, no, I'm just it just it bothers me that, that the whole exopolitics movement, as it's called, and and it, it just. It, Am I wrong, or, or are we assuming that these are good folks, these aliens, that, that, that of all the different types of beings, as you say, that, that that's what the evidence points to, many, many different species, many different places or times, that they all have um, are, are benign toward us? I think that's a very reckless and dangerous thing to believe. What say you? Well, it doesn't matter. If, if you're... If you're Let's pick a nation, but you're France, all right? And, you know, let's go back in time. You're France. And Germany is amassing all kinds of troops just across the border, right? Right. And their intentions are not good at all. All right? Not good at all. And the government pretty much, pretty much understands that the Germans are about to probably come roaring across the French frontier and start laying waste to France. And so the decision is made, well, we can't tell the French people that the, that the Germans are going to be coming in here because their intentions are bad. <laughs> Think about that, right? Can't tell you because, you know, they have bad intentions, so we just want to leave you in the dark. Let's go about your business. But pretty soon 10,000 German tanks are going to be rolling over your home. It's insane. There's 7 billion people on this planet, Right. If there is a threat to this planet, the sooner all seven billion know, the better. But what would happen? That a few people keep us in the dark because it's just so awful. Hey, if they can handle it, we can handle it. That's simple. It's not complicated. I hate to keep harping on this, but maybe I mean, a lot of people have not seen what we've seen, particularly me, in forty years of research on, on from the what ostensibly I thought at the beginning was the ghost end of this, which somehow kept leading to grays and. UFOs and things like this in some odd way. 
that when when these things, it's one thing if they're on another planet, coming a great distance to do whatever. But what if they're right next to you? How scary would that be? In parallel realities, I mean, we have people coming to us and we have photographs, bloody things coming out of, of, of light in the middle of a room to confront people. How's it, that's a lot more scary. That would create social chaos if the government were to say it, in my opinion. So, again, what if this is not from our framework? What if it's an entirely different framework? They're already doing that. They're already doing that. Yeah, I I think so, too. They're turning up in people's rooms, okay? Yeah. And so what's scary is is there's no no public response. There's no governmental engagement. I hear you. I hear you, yeah. You're left to your own. Yeah. That's the scary part, right? Not, Not telling the truth, leaving people in the dark is what scares them. The truth is the antidote to fear. It is not the cause of fear. But it doesn't matter. Let me be real clear about this. If, if the aliens are from another time, they should disclose. If the aliens are from another dimension, they should disclose. If the aliens are from the center of the Earth, they should disclose. I don't care where they're from. Withholding the reality of their presence is against natural law. It had a modest justification, a reasonable justification perhaps, while the human race was building 80, well, a total, total about 100,000 nuclear weapons, which had they been used, would have completely eliminated civilization for probably several thousand years. But that's gone. And so they had a pass between 1947 and 1991. That pass is used up. There is no more justification for what they are doing, just as there was no justification for the Catholic Church saying, it's better for the Catholic faith if the Earth is at the center of the solar system, so that's the way it's going to be. And if you disagree, we're going to burn you at the stake. <laughs> okay? Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, I'm sure the Catholic Church had a ton of reasons. Oh, my God, people will lose their faith. They, they, will, they, will, they will drop into sin. They will do terrible things. They won't, they won't follow their, their priest's advice. There'll be chaos in Europe. I mean, they had a thousand reasons, I'm sure, why it needed to be an Earth-centered universe. Yeah, weren't they right the <laughs> from their point of view? What? I said, weren't they right from their point of view? Yeah, because the Reformation no. happened shortly thereafter. I mean, that's they just were, a theoretical question. Anyway, the but I see what you mean. wasn't even close, all right? It yeah. wasn't even a close call. It was nothing more than elitist arrogance. The Catholic Church and the, many, many of the people in the period knew about it, but they knew it was true, but they felt superior to the rest, the rest of the human race. It was a truth that they could handle, but the rest couldn't. Mm-hmm. This is a fundamental fa- fallacy, mostly male arrogance in its origins, that has plagued the human race ever since it crawled out of the swamp. And it needs to stop. And this is the best place to stop it. Ending this truth embargo will put the message out once and for all. If we can end this embargo, there is nothing we need to hold back, really, except absolutely clear-cut national security issues, you know, and yeah. one can make a case, usually. The trouble is we national securize everything, classify everything, uh, because it's simple and easy, and it, and, it, and it makes people feel powerful. And it's ruining America. It mm-hmm. ruined the Soviet Union, right? Yeah. Uh, and it will ruin us if we don't interact together. And we don't have a lot of time because there's a lot of bad behavior heading our way, and I don't mean by E.T. Hmm. No. Yeah, no, I agree. Steve, you put your, you make your, you make your case well, and uh, tell us once again about the websites and uh, the White House uh, petition site as well. There are two PRG referenda out there that, that that could accumulate as many signatures as people want. One is the disclosure petition. Go to disclosurepetition.info and get the link, or go to whitehouse.gov and find the petition. 
is the World Disclosure Day, which was launched July the 1st. World Disclosure Day is July 8th. It's an attempt to make that day, for now, uh, a day to focus on this issue. Uh, hopefully next Disclosure 8 there will be events and conferences and whatever. Um, and that, that site is worlddisclosureday.org. Now, we have over 4,500 endorsements. It's not a petition, but we're asking people to endorse it. And we've got 4,500 signatures, first and last name, city-state, many from out of the country. So we're hoping to build up the endorsement list uh, for World Disclosure Day and, and hopefully get some celebrity endorsements. And when we hit about 100,000, I think it's going to generate substantial media. So we, I'm asking people to endorse World Disclosure Day at worlddisclosureday.org and sign the disclosure petition at the whitehouse.gov website, uh, information at disclosurepetition.info. Okay, very good. Steve, uh, thank you for being with us. We've always found you to be a true gentleman and, and a man of great courage and conviction, and, and that, that draws great admiration from the likes of us. So, yes. Um, <clears throat> very best of luck in your work. We'll have you back real soon. We'll get another checkup on the website, and we'll see how things are going. Good luck, sir. Absolutely, fellas. Look forward to seeing you again. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Okay. Steve Bassett, everybody. Uh, check out those sites. Okay, we point you to our site as well, BehindTheParanormal.com, and you can look at the past guest reports from this show, and you'll see a link to that White House petition as well. And uh, I urge you to subscribe to our newsletter. However, I do point out that we are migrating to a new computer system and software, and the newsletter has been briefly suspended, uh, the newsletter Good Spirits, and we will get that going as soon as we possibly can. So don't forget, all our podcasts are available at www.behindtheparanormal.com. And many thanks to our producer, Steve Bianchi, and we won't see you next Monday. We are being preempted here on 1240 AM by coverage of the annual Autumn Fest celebration here in Woonsocket and the Blackstone Valley of Rhode Island and Massachusetts. But we'll be back live on Monday, October 17th, when our guests will be our old friends, New England authors and paranormal investigators Tom D'Agostino and Arlene Nicholson for an update on what's going on in their own cases with grassroots ghost research in general. It's always lively. Okay, we'll be live next Sunday, though, on our regular CBS radio edition on uh, October 9th with research with researcher Rob Howells, author of the new book Inside the Priory of Sion, for the first time on the show, and we'll be talking about the mysterious bloodline of Jesus Christ. And, uh, oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> that, will be li- qu- that will be live Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 Pacific, on CBS New Sky Radio in Boston, Detroit, Pittsburgh, and Seattle, and online at www.newskyradio.com. Thank you, Matt. And we'll leave you this evening with a quick thought from Mohandas K. Gandhi, the Mahatma writes, a coward is incapable of, of exhibiting love. It is the prerogative of the brave. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey. We'll see you next time. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.